Welcome to episode number 11 of the Beards and Bulldust podcast. I am your co-host, Scott, and we have Aiden. Hello. Hey. I guess, again, I'm co-host as well. Mm. We're both co-hosts. Yeah. Yeah. Until you're demoted or something. One of us <laughs> is demoted and we get kicked off our own show. Uh, okay, welcome. Um, how was your week? It was uh, alright. Lots of assignments being done. One of them finished, which I talk about. Um, lots of exams and studying I'm going to have to do. And next week is going to be all my exams and stuff and everything due. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a little bit busy. And then I get two weeks of just mucking around pretty much. <laughs> Just hanging about. Okay, cool. All right. Well, I had a relatively interesting week. Um, the the highlight, not highlight, of course, was uh, getting to drive the all electric Kona. Wow. I know it was it was it was super exciting. Um, what can I say about it? It's a car. Um, it's I, I mean it's not it's not a bad car to drive it's not a good car to drive neither it's just a car like yeah. it feels largely um engineered so it's disconnected from the world um so you don't really have much feel in anything yeah um and when you turn the you know like the regeneration up like the the recovery element of from the brakes you can turn that right up it's like right up so you don't even need to touch the foot brake which is a little worrying sometimes when you're sort of used to using the foot brake to stop. Um, I can see if you drove that quite a fair bit and then got back into a normal car, you probably wouldn't brake and you'd just drive straight in the back of someone. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, other than that, what can I say about it? wasn't wasn't the the greatest thing, but, you know, it was a, it was a provided car. It was a work car. So, yeah. you know, and realistically the good side is is normally when you have like a work car or you have a hire car you have to put fuel in it when you when you drop it back which is a pain in the ass you gotta go to a servo when you've got to stuff about there's no servos right near where you've got to drop it off so you go like 20 k's out of your way to put fuel in it um so on the upside you don't need to do that with this yeah which is good i thought that was that was definitely the way to go um which um what car would you rather drive the um that Kona, or from ages ago, the Falcon, like, Trady Ute thing? Oh, the Ute I had? Oh, definitely the Ute. Yeah. Yeah, definitely the Ute. Uh, um, that was probably out of all of them. Uh, I don't know, the, the the station wagon I had um, when we were in Melbourne, uh, when I worked uh, for Elgas there, I, I reckon that station wagon wasn't too bad. I it don't was, remember that. It was that white... Um, Falcon station wagon I had for a little while. Uh-huh. Um, it was um, sole LPG, so it just ran on natural gas. Yeah. Um, w- wasn't fast, wasn't incredibly performance like, but it was like driving a comfortable couch. <laughs> so you could do like big long trips on it, and you get out and feel fine. Yeah. It just sort of floated along the road like it was some old leather couch. <laughs> um. I liked it for that, and plus it had the LPG tank, and it had a big LPG tank in it too, so you could do like a thousand Ks before needing to stop and put more in. Jesus. Uh, which is great. It's fantastic. However, when where I was working, in the middle of winter, around Ballarat in Victoria, it's 
freaking freezing cold. So you get out to fill the car up and it's the gas tank is so big it takes forever to refuel it. So you're just standing there holding the nozzle freezing freaking cold. Yeah. For ages. Which one what wait which um so it was a it was a Falcon. It wagon. was a last of the wagons. So would that be a like a the uh, FG X? No, it'd no? be a BF. I think oh. the BFs were the last of the wagons. Um, no, they had um. Oh yeah. I think it might have been the BF that was the last of the station wagons. Yeah. I'll know it as soon as look at it and see it. Uh, have a look in here. I'm accidentally yeah. breathing into the mic. My bad. Yeah. So it was a well. Yeah, BF. So fair few on the market there. The little BF station wagons were well, only. Fair, I say a fair few. Two on the market. <laughs> it's probably the only two running. Um, oh, look, and, and nothing overly exciting, right? They were the, they had the plain stock standard interior for that era. Yeah. Um, so not great. Um, but everything worked. It was comfortable. It went along. Um, it was probably, it was probably better than the Ute because it was more comfortable than the Ute. Yeah. Um, the Ute was better to drive. Um, felt to be have more performance, which makes sense because it had an alloy tray on the back of it, so less weight. Yeah. Um, but the wagon just felt a lot more comfortable. So something like that. Yeah, something like that, but in white, just yeah. in plain white. With why is it so expensive? Or how much is that one? Not like ten grand. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, I, I would not surprise me for those things. The station wagons are huge inside the big, the back of those things. They're monstrous. Oh, there we go. Okay, here's some cheap ones. It's because I wasn't on. Oh, I just found one of those is a wagon. Oh, what's that? Like an EF. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm going to stop getting sidetracked on uh, Falcon wagons. Yeah, it'll, be, it'll be next. He'll be oh, wanting God. to go and get himself a Falcon station wagon. <laughs> look at that thing. Oh, it's like an EA. Just Wait, look at this. It's all covered in stickers and yeah, yeah, red yeah. rims. and. That's probably done a whole stuff. Stack load of BNS balls, that thing. Whole it's just stack load. City stickers and red steelies. Yep, yep. you'd want to disinfect it, the whole thing. Oh, like just dunk it in a big barrel of disinfectant. Make sure you get the inside in the back. It's been <laughs> too many BNS balls. You don't uh, want to be in the back of that. That's probably exactly what you drove. That's exactly what I drove, yeah. Yep. So a stock standard white BF station wagon with hubcaps. <laughs> um, I've seen people. Oh, there's the interior. Yeah, yeah. Just the stock. Nothing exciting about it. I've seen um. I think it was like a grey and brown or grey and tan. Yeah, tan thing. I just like I don't know what they were thinking when they made those interiors, but that's sort of what I drove. And that I've seen people do them up. Yeah, yeah, you can. Like you can do them up, and like Like, they're they're the same as any other Falcon. You know, the the four point one liter, six cylinder. Yeah. You know, standard, basic, but easy to work on. It was comfortable. Yeah, look, it was comfortable. It, it did quite a fair bit of distance. Um, Grand Touring like, Car? Oh, yeah, the Touring Car. Tour- <laughs> yeah, look, you, it, it was one of those cars where, you, you know, provided you could get LPG everywhere, which you pretty well can these days, um, you, you would just, like, you could just get in it in Sydney and go, I'm going to drive to Perth today and just start it and drive, and it would just drive you all the way there. Yeah. And then probably drive all the way back. So it's just nothing, like, nothing exciting, but it would just 
it just do the job. For anyone who wants a car that's just a car and can do the job, don't get some SUV that's mm-hmm. overcomplicated and not enough space and yep. all that. Get a nice, cheap, just standard Falcon wagon. Yep, just get a, get a Falcon wagon because, um, you know, if you're new to driving and stuff, you're probably not going to get onto the off-road anytime soon. And, and t- to be fair, the Falcon can do off-road. Um, <laughs> gone down many country lanes and tracks on that thing. But, um, yeah, it, they're, they're, they're just durable, easy to maintain, comfortable to drive. It'll do what you need them to do, and they're nothing flash. So, yeah, you ding it up. Yeah. Whatever. It's, it's, it's a Falcon. Yeah. Right? So it's not anything too extreme. Um, but second best to that, and I probably better in um performance wise and stuff was the ute yeah um but it was also a bit iffy in the rain because the back end of it was so light yeah so it wasn't didn't would not take much to start aquaplaning that thing yeah just you're going down the road on the highway in some rain and you'd hit a puddle and it would want almost go sideways jeez so and that's just cruising on like 9500 or something like that so that's the downside to a to a Ute with like a tray back, because you've got a lot less weight on the back of that car and just the same amount of power and everything trying to be delivered. Yeah. All right. Very good. Well, that's part of the car topic I was going to talk about later on. Anyway, never mind. <laughs> um, the old lady update. Um, I think I probably saw her Wednesday. I don't remember exactly, but yeah, I don't. I don't know if I saw her this week. Yeah. yeah. It's getting too hot, maybe. Maybe she doesn't want to come and sit outside. Maybe. Maybe she's, you know, she's probably so used to having a cardigan on. If she's got to take a cardigan off, she's probably got not enough clothes on to go outside. Boy. That's what old people are like. They're like, I need to wear a three-piece suit to go to the shops to get paper, and if I'm just wearing a pair of shorts and a T-shirt, then I'm not appropriately dressed. Uh-huh. So, you know, she's probably the type of old lady that goes, oh, geez, I've got, I can't put a cardigan on. I can't go out in public without a cardigan. <laughs> got to have me knitted cardigan on. I will not be undressed. Probably still four layers of clothes on, but still. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see if we see her again um, this week, see if she surfaces. Um, your cars at the moment, they really change much? No. <laughs> We're still enjoying little four-wheel drives. Full Suzuki four-wheel drives, mm. Falcons, Japanese cars, all that. Mm. Mm. I saw, um, I think it was last week, maybe last weekend, saw a Mitsubishi GTO, mm. the first sort of gen series, whatever, with the pop-up headlights, which is yep. pretty cool. Mm. And Subaru in front of it. Mm. Well, that's um pretty much all I saw that was really interesting. I saw a lot of nice cars when I was just going to Domino's with Aaron. Yeah. Um, next to Chermside. I saw like there's an integrator that I've seen at the repair place down the road. Mm-hmm. They must work there. And then I saw the three a three fifty Z with the carbon hood that I've seen there as well, mm-hmm. probably getting repaired. Just right after the Integra. I don't yep. know if they were together or something. <laughs> One of them went a different way, so I don't know. I saw oh, I saw a Honda Jazz with like just shitty steelies. With like a body kit, it had a different front bumper, or like a splitter type thing. I had a wing, I had like full body kit, but <laughs> on steelies a, on a jazz. Yeah, <laughs> old shitty jazz. 
someone was trying to do it up thinking I'm going to make a K car and you say <laughs> yeah no that's just it's not yeah, that's not a K car it just looks like shit yeah yeah I don't think I saw anything good this week um no, I, I tell I, I tell like I saw a fair a few good cars but I see them on the bus and, and the problem is is most of the buses have got like that artwork stuff on the side of it or, or advertisements or stuff like that on, yeah. on the outside so when you're on the inside, you can look out and you can sort of see things. You can you can see them quite clearly. But the moment you get your phone out, the phone goes, I'm looking at a fucking black wall here, so I can't take a picture. Oh. Um, it was like a little while ago, I sent everyone the picture of that Lamborghini and it took everyone to figure out, ages to figure out it was a Lamborghini. <laughs> <laughs> it's because you can't get a clear shot. So I don't really get photos of the cars I see on the bus most of the time because it's not possible to get a clear shot. Um, Do you remember any you saw? Yeah, look, I saw a, a I saw an Aston Martin, um, a DB something or other. Um, I can't tell them apart. I, I have no idea. Yeah, what, neither. What. I look at an Aston, it's like cool Aston, and it's like I can't tell if it's a DB nine, eleven, an X, a, an iPhone thirteen, whatever the hell they call the <laughs> Aston Martins. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. So I saw one of those, a blue one. I think um, one of those is the V eight Vantage, and that's about it. Yeah, I don't even know if this was a V eight or a Vantage. Um, so uh, yeah, but uh, that was probably one of the most high-end cars I saw. Um, I saw one of those ridiculous Honda Civics with the three exhaust pipes and oh the Type R's. Yeah, yeah, like the five wings and the <laughs> thirty-two vents and, and sixteen plastic vents and yeah. fourteen splitters. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't have five tires. <laughs> <laughs> just because the styling's like it looked better with another tire. We'll just put it at the back. Um, yeah, it's, I saw one of those. Um, that was a bit ridiculous. I saw a really nice M3. Um, it had been completely debadged. It had that sort of like a satin wrap, but it was more shiny. Yeah, so, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. So I saw one of those, and I think it was in like a bronzy color, like a yeah, yeah, like a bronze. I saw um when I was at Jumpstart, I saw I think like an M4 or something, mm. or an M5, and uh, an M2. Mm. I like mm. M2s. Yeah, yeah, I don't mind the M2s. I don't mind little M1s, actually. Little M1s are cool. M1s? Yeah, Isn't yeah. Isn't that those, like, the 80s, like, the low ones that look like... No, I reckon they were not, re- not too long ago did an M1. Did they? A new M1. The only M1 I know is, like, that 70s, 80s one. Yeah. That's just not like any other BMW. I, I reckon quite recently they've done another M1. Oh, I could be entirely wrong. It could be an M3. Um. Um. Oh, what the hatchbacks? Yeah, mine isn't. Don't don't trust me. Oh no, because that's the one series. Don't don't trust me to do Google stuff because freaking um, I put in like new M1 and it took me to the Apple Store. I put in new I put in new B, new BMW M1 and I've got like the M, the one series which are the hatchbacks mm. and then concepts for the M1, but uh, maybe it was just a one series. Oh, a BMW M1 successor will be called the M8. It might look, look like that. Well, that's not a freaking M1. No, because that looks like... It looks like an i8, and the old M1 had a baby. Cause Maybe it was an M Sport M1. I don't know. Cause the, this is the problem with BMW. Because that's an M1. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's an old M1. Yeah. Okay, so maybe it was just like a 1 Series thing. Maybe it's the was 1 it Series. That, was it a hatchback? No, I like the little one series sitting. Oh, I don't know. 
No, because when because the one series are all hatchbacks, I don't know. I think they have a sedan version. I thought they're all just hatchbacks. Because then it might be unknown M. I don't know, three or four or five or six or seven. I don't know. They're M- all just M is something or other. All the same thing, just bigger or smaller. There's a picture of one here on the car sales, but it won't show me the back of the freaking thing. I reckon it looks like a sedan. Have a look. Um, maybe it's not a sedan. Maybe you're right. Maybe they are hatchbacks. No, there we are. That's what I like. And then here we go. See? One, oh. s- one series sedan. That's no, two-door. Yeah, it, it's a two-door, but it's not a it's not a station wagon. It's a it's a yeah. sedan. Oh, because it's got a boot. Oh, it has. I haven't boot. seen it because I, I I would think that would be like an M two, yeah. or the two. So that's an M two. series, a one three five Sport E E E two. How much is it? That's actually pretty cool. Twenty one grand. Oh, jeez. Okay, there's <laughs> only cheaper ones. <laughs> um. No, I think I've got it scaled for the price low. That that shows you how I search for cars. Um, well, there's a station wagon one for five. Yeah, it's all the those hatchback um, station wagon ones, hatch, which aren't bad. But hatch, hatch. I'm just trying to see the the cheapest sedan, but it's like a whole sea of M1 hatches. Yeah, it's majority what they are. Hatch. Yeah, like I'm already past my own price budget, and I still haven't seen a sedan yet. Probably the cheapest one, twenty-one grand. Uh, I reckon it's probably not that far off, you know. Going Jeez. through all these, yeah. You can get any color hat you want, any style hat you want, any year model hat you want. But yeah, sedans are by the look of it much more difficult to come across because we're nowhere near up around the twelve grand, and it's still hatchbacks. Yeah. So, but yeah, there you go. I don't mind little one series. Um, I, I think they're just cool. Yeah. And they sort of look, the styling looks like an M3 on them, even the more standard ones. I reckon they look like an M3, M2 type thing. Yeah. Because yeah. it's got that small two-door look of like an M2. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, mean, I don't mind them. At the moment, I'm, I'm weirdly drawn to minis. Minis? Yeah. Contempl- Coopers? Contemplating getting a mini. Yeah. I like those. I was contemplating getting one for a first car. Yeah. But yeah. they're just not really ideal for parts and stuff and... No, yeah, no, they're not. I'm just thinking one day when I finally, you know, replace the Skoda or get, uh, get another car, thinking maybe like a mini, maybe the last of the old shape. Maybe yeah. like a, you know, early 2000s, sort of last of the old shape Mini Coopers. They still went up to like 2010 or something with that shape, yeah. that retro design, so you can go. Yeah. yeah. Did you get a Cooper S, the supercharged one? Uh, probably. Yeah. yeah. You can muck around with something freaking half-assed. Uh, so, what, what, you've gave up on the um, Octavia? Uh, I, I haven't. I still like the Octavia. It's just every now and then I want something a bit different. Yeah. A bit odd. That's why I ended up with the Fabia in the first place, is I wanted something a bit different. Yeah. Um. So, and I mean, the Octavias are different. Um. Start, I start, I'm starting to see a lot more of them. Yeah. So. I do see a lot, like, Octavias and mm. sedans. Yeah, yeah. Don't see, still don't see a lot of Fabias, though. No. Still kind of underrated. Yeah, they're still sort of just hanging in the background, really, compared to the other cars. I, d- I do like those um the shape of those really new Fabias. Mm. And I, I like the look of all new Skoda cars. I like the taillights and the mm. headlights where they're really boxy. I just don't like the engines in the new Fabias. Mm. One litre, three cylinders. 
It yeah. just really puts me off. Yeah, yeah. It's... You break the thing and you're going to have to buy a whole new car. Like, no one knows how to fix that. What? No. Well, you don't, you don't fix it. You just take it out, put a new one in. You know, it's just one, you... one liter is technically just a mouse on a spinning wheel. Yeah. <laughs> you just take the mouse out, put a new mouse in, get it spinning again. Seriously, there, it's one liter. Mm. Mm. Only three cylinders. That's not going to make a lot of power. That's going to give you... You, can you put a turbo in there? Will it handle even like a one PSI turbo? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Capacity with that small. I mean, the the container we pour our milk out of for breakfast is three times the capacity of that car. Seriously? Yeah, I well, just... we, we use three litre milk containers. Yeah. And Fabia has a one litre capacity. It's just... <laughs> I know. I like them and all. And I, I've seen one before and it sounds nice. Mm. They just... I mean... If they are fast and good cars, then yeah, I like it. I'm just not sure of that engine. I haven't done enough research, so I'm just basing it off of the numbers on the engine. Yeah, yeah. And the engines now are getting smaller capacities and being able to produce significant amounts of horsepower. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, it, it's a, it, All engines will decrease in size in the coming years. They'll just continue to decrease. Yeah. Uh, your bigger cars will have smaller engines with either, you know, bigger turbos or or you know combination of turbos and supercharging or electric along with petrol like hybrids have become more and more common i mean i I would rather that than you know in the past where you get like a 6.2 liter v8 and it gives you 150 horsepower yeah yeah nowadays you get like 1.5 1.8 liter something four cylinders giving like double that yeah 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 Yeah, it's um the old technology you know was good in its day but you know modern emissions and stuff like that means you know the easiest way to drive a good fuel efficiency number is to lower the capacity of the engine yeah um they're still giving us just as much much horsepower so i'm fine with that yeah 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 well they've got variable timing and all that sort of stuff that can you know make it efficient and, and deliver good horsepower when it needs to yeah um whereas before it just had one lot of timing it was the timing it had yeah so <laughs> You know, you either tuned it to to have horsepower and be fast, or you tuned it to be efficient. You really could tune it to be both. Yeah. Um, because the middle ground was neither neither efficient nor fast. Uh. On the middle ground, uh, that's just how it was. Yeah. All right. Good conversation on cars. Um. Okay. Radio. On two things I wish I knew earlier. Now, I wrote many notes, and I don't think I'm going to be able to read them because I can't, and I'm trying to read through my microphone. Um, Rightio. So some of the stuff I wish I knew earlier was how to, I guess, work or not work um, with with certain people. So you're going to have a lot of people you're going to come across in your life that who, who just aren't good at something. Um, I I've seen it all through my working life. I've seen people who have had long-standing careers in something and have been utterly terrible at it. Yeah. Um, and all that's happened is someone hasn't said, "Mate, you suck. <laughs> You're just not good at this." Yeah. Um, so because you're going to come across those people, and that's just natural. That's it's going to happen forever in a day. There's a couple of things that I want to point out in amongst that. And it, it comes around to how much you put into either 
helping them get better or not helping them get better in whatever they are no good at um, say they can't cook fish or something and they want to be able to but they're no good at it how much effort you put in so it comes down to a fine balance of how much effort it's going to take for you to change and how much their desire is to change so if it's going to take a lot of effort for you but they really 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 want to get better then it's a worthwhile thing if it's going to take a lot of effort from you and they're like yeah i don't care if i do or i don't then you're going to put in more effort trying to get them to be better than what they're probably going to want to do yeah um so you can come across some people who aren't good at something and as much as it will pain you to see you've just got to accept they're not good at it because it's just not worth the effort either their desire to change is not there or it's going to take too much that said it doesn't mean that you know they're just useless human beings although i've come across a few who are useless human <laughs> beings um and you know unfortunately the darwin theory never got to them in time but um um still there's a lot of other people who are good at other things and who are still valuable and can still contribute it's just a matter of finding those other things they're good at so don't discount everyone just because they're crap at something um because you're going to come across people all the time i come across people quite regularly who aren't good at something and like in some cases really 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 not good at something um and some of those they they want to be better so there's value and effort in in helping them be better others are just like ah that's who i am and it's like well cool that's who you can stay because i'm not helping so that's some of the stuff that uh, I, I wish I knew earlier because when I was a lot younger, if I came across someone who wasn't good at something, I'd probably put more, more effort in than what I got out of it trying to, what I thought was help them get better. But I wasn't really helping them get better. I was just trying to prove to myself that I could make someone better or make, you know, improve them. And they didn't really want that. So um, it's just worthwhile keeping in mind as you go throughout life because there'll be something you come across very often yeah reasonably profound but and all over the place um okay my weekly observations so i have it's a pretty broad set of weekly observations um one of the first ones that i've started to notice probably in the last uh ever since probably the pandemic came along um is those true standout leaders in either the community or, you know, politics or the world or just in life in general, those true standout leaders are diminishing. There's less and less, you know, true stand-up and take accountability for all things type leaders out there. Yeah. Uh, They're really diminishing, probably being burnt out by the pandemic or something. But I think it's going to be a real issue because there's a lot of real half-assed leaders out there. Um, and there's even more people out there who call themselves leaders that aren't. Yeah. Um, if you have to call yourself a leader, you're not. So I, I see plenty of people going, I'm a leader. Um, no, you're not. Because you have to call yourself one. True leaders just go and do. 
and and know in themselves that what they are doing is right and good and that they're helping others and they're leading in their field they don't need to tell other people they're leaders um, it's like the true you know uber rich people won't tell you i'm rich the true uber rich people will look like they're poor yeah right because they're 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 fixation is not on showing others how good they are their fixation is making more money so it's not making the money they're not interested not going to go out and make an ad campaign about how great they are and how much money they make because that's just going to cost them money and it's not going to get them any more yeah um so leaders are the same they're the really good and great leaders don't need to tell anyone they're a leader they don't need to get up and go i am the leader it's like everyone fucking knows who the leader is um, so those that I see that have to tell people that they're leaders and tell others that they're a leader in a field, well, you're not. Yeah. It's just the sad truth. Um, so that's, that's that tiny bit of a rant. Um, my other rant, and this comes from an, my experience driving the, the electric Hyundai, is that Tesla drivers are wankers to other electric cars. <laughs> they are. They try and... I had the same Tesla try and race me like two or three times. It's like, dude, you're in a fucking Model S. You're going to fucking beat me because this is a Hyundai. Right? This is not a performance car. Um, it's not a fast car. The Hyundai bolt the engine where the original petrol engine goes. They don't even have a specialized platform for the electric. They just take the, the petrol engine out, bolt the electric engine in, <laughs> and that's it. Right? So the Tesla's going to be better every single time. And I've sort of found that, um, just as mind you, this is based on one hour of observation, but it's an hour of observation nonetheless. Is that nearly every single Tesla I came across were wankers trying to prove that they were better than me because they were in a Tesla. They're like Audi drivers to the rest of the world, <laughs> or BMW drivers to the rest of the world, just trying to prove that they're fucking better. Or GTR drivers to uh, grannies and civics. Exactly. And, and you know, it's just, you, you sort of, I put them in the same frame. But they normally reach stuck-up twats driving them. So you've got this rich stuck-up twat driving the car trying to prove that his Tesla is better than a Hyundai. <laughs> so you don't need to try and prove that. If, obvious. If, if you put the two together and people didn't know one thing about electric cars, right, they just knew that was a Tesla and that was a Hyundai, and they said, which one's better? Everyone would point at the Tesla. Yeah. But no one would point at Hyundai and go, well, I think that looks better. It doesn't. It looks worse. Yeah. Right? It, it it looks like a freaking odd-shaped sponge compared to the Tesla. So, uh, yet one hour of observation, Tesla drivers, your winkers to other electric cars. Wait, don't you, with that badge on the side of the car, you know, mm-hmm. and you, mm-hmm. did, did, did you, like, race any of them? No. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> No. <laughs> that would have been funny. Might, might say what the badge was on the side of the car, but yeah. with the badge on the side of the car, no. <laughs> but they did race me, and it's like, can you not read? Um, anyway. Yeah. I remember this video I saw, and it was in America, and this um, guy was in Tesla, and it was going to race this, just on the road, they were going along some highway, it was going to race this guy in this Corvette, this convertible like Corvette, yeah. and um, they, they started, this Corvette just, as soon as he put his foot on the on the throttle, he spun yeah. out. And he spun it onto the other side of the road. It was trying to keep on moving or he got stuck. Yep. And the Tesla was driving past and this guy kept on revving his engine. <laughs> he was stuck. He's like, ram, ram, ram. It was incredibly loud, that Corvette. Yep. It was like, rah, 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 go, ram, ram, boom. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> I'm trying to find the video at some point. It's just funny that he kept on revving it. He was just, just like pissed off. He was so pissed off. He's just redlining it in his anger. Poor engine's dying on him. He's just hammering the car. Yeah. Um, my final observation, and I've had this observation many times, but I thought I would share it. Bus drivers are crazy. Yeah. Oh, bus drivers are crazy. And they need to, I understand they need to be, right? You're out in the general public. Every dipshit in his Hyundai standard Hyundai, not electric Hyundai's badges on the side, Um, standard Hyundai's jump in front of you. Nearly every single BMW doesn't know that a bus is next to them. Um, You know, Mercedes drivers just think that buses are in their way. You know, it's it's crazy. I understand, you know, that that bus drivers need to sort of push themselves around a bit and, and use their weight. But some of them treat the buses like it's a freaking Lamborghini on a track day. <laughs> like coming up wide and try and take a wide apex in the bus. It's like, it's still a fucking bus. It might be rear engine like a Porsche, right? It might be fucking nice and long for good it's, for fucking corner. It's, it's still a bus. It's got a nice, uh, it's got a nice large wheelbase. It's r- rear engine. It's all drive. Why not use it? Sounds perfect. Sounds like a Porsche or something. Yeah, I know. It, 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 it sounds. It's a bus. It, it sounds like it should be a, a GT3 Porsche, but it's it's a freaking bus. Um, and it's just like the the amount I've come across who are full crazy, like just push in front of people, you know, like throwing it left to right and across lanes and fucking hooking it around corners. I have sometimes when I'm getting near the end of my bus journey, I put my my ear pods away in my in my little pouch thingy, um, and I now know to do it before I get to the last couple of corners because if <laughs> I don't and I'm trying to go, he's trying to go around the corner, it, the g forces are that extreme that <laughs> it will snatch my ear pods out of my hand and hurl them across the bus to the opposite side and smash into the window. The G forces are more intense than an F one car. Yeah, yeah, it's serious. Lateral loading on the G's. I feel like a World War Two fighter pilot in the back of the bus. <laughs> it's madness. I've seen two videos that are probably worse than what you've experienced. Mm. One of them was um, it was it was this. I know it's like it must have been in like some Asian country or something. And his bus driver was going crazy on this highway. Yeah. I don't know why, but it was just like just so crazy because I w- watched this original video. And I know I think crash at the end. It was just it was horrible to watch. Mm. And then somebody took the sound of that video, and everyone's screaming. The bus telling him to stop, and put it in the video of a bus on a. Do you know what a toge is in Japan? No. It's like oh the mountains in Japan. They do racing on there and like drifting and stuff. Oh, okay. It's really bendy roads and mm. you know mm. they raced on there in the nineties and stuff. Okay. And it was a bus <laughs> on a toge. <laughs> it had it looked real, but it was drifting like around the corners on a toge. <laughs> <laughs> this dude in a massive bus just drifting around corners <laughs> on a Japanese toge. And then they had the sound of the people like screaming in the background telling him to stop. <laughs> uh, that's funny. That's mean but funny. It's funny. Ah, <laughs> oh, good, good. Uh, Alrighty, on to the, the next thing. Okay, yes. Right. The tips for the young bucks. Right. Um, what I want to talk about is the good and the bad of first impressions. Now, we all know first impressions matter. There's that lovely old saying that first impressions matter. Um, a lot of people don't understand why. Um, a few reasons why first impressions matter is because it's usually the one that lasts the longest. 
So if you rock up on your first day of the job and you're nice and friendly, that's how people generally think of you for quite some time. It can take some time to undo that. Uh, people build that natural perception that that's what you are. Um, you rock up for your first day and start throwing knives, then, you know, that's how they see you. Um, so first impressions are in, are important to someone's lasting view in both goods and good and bad ways. Because um, you could just be, jeez, uh, I don't know. Let me take one of my own examples. You could just be having a laugh with your mates in some shops. You know, just going through a shopping centre, having a laugh or whatever. Just mucking around. Young people do. Some old person will see that and think that you're like some sort of hoodlum hooligan, one of those crazy kids that goes and steals Pokedex cards from the local shops. <laughs> um, that That's how they'll see you. And it doesn't matter what you do. They could have a freaking heart attack and you could bring them back to life and they'll still see you as that hoodlum. <laughs> it's just that hoodlum who saved my life. Um so first impressions are, are incredibly important and incredibly hard to regulate from an individual's perspective because it doesn't matter what it's not what you do because first impressions are based on perception as well. So it's based on what the person is looking for at that time. Or their mindset or what they're thinking or, you know, what they've had for lunch or when they last went to the toilet or anything like that. <laughs> so it's really hard isn't it, from an individual to regulate first impressions. Um so, you know, when you when you know you need to set a good first impression, the best thing to do is be in that mindset as early as possible. Um, I can remember once I had an interview, well, I didn't have an interview, I was interviewing some drivers for a job, and I was on my way there, and this numb nut in his freaking car cut me off. Um he knew he'd cut me off. He was being an asshole, gave me the finger, yelled out the window, etc., etc. Get to the interviews, third interview along. I know this story. In rocks. Old mate, looking for a job. <laughs> um, he didn't get one. Yeah. Um, so first impressions really do matter because you can screw yourself over before you even show up for the job. So... What did? What was the conversation when you arrived? You're like, did you're like, oh, that one motherfucker that took overtook me. Uh well, I, I, I sort of started originally with you know some questions about his driving behavior, uh-huh. his driving history, <laughs> how he treats others on the road. And then he was like, oh, he's okay. like, oh no, no, I'm, I'm good, courteous driver. Really? So it wasn't you that turned on the Southport Road and cut me off? Wow, oh, we can't take that into account. <laughs> mm, can <laughs> and if you're going to do that in your own car on your own time what are you going to be like when you're in one of my fuel trucks yeah going around delivering my fuel if just coming freaking in your own car without any work pressure that's what you do to another person so if that's going to be how you're going to treat other people in your own car you're not getting in one of my trucks yeah Oh, that's, that's just it, right? It's, and you can't be any more fair than that. Yeah. Right? And and one of my previous bosses, he had, he had a a bad habit, but a good habit of someone would rock up for a job and he'd go out and have a look in their car. Because if in their own car, it was freaking Macca's packets everywhere and cigarette packets everywhere and it was a fucking mess and it wasn't clean, he wouldn't give them a job. 
Yeah. Because that's how he would treat. That's how they treat one of the trucks. It would just be a freaking mess. Yeah. Um. So it's pretty true and reflective of nearly all things, you know. And that's that. That's that first impression piece again. That, you know, if you're trying to set a good impression, like if that dude wanting a job knew he needed to get a fucking job, and he had an interview, then he should have had that mindset of I'm gonna do the right thing all the way because he could have been a shit ass driver. But had he not cut me off, I wouldn't have known. Yeah. And he likely would have got a job based on his experience and previous skills. Um, but he set a poor first impression without even knowing it. So that's why those those first impressions are important and they do matter. I remember um you told me that little story when um that guy in, what was it like some red ra- uh uh ranger or something just went right in front of us when the lane yeah. went from two to one. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Just a dick. Except he didn't turn up for a job interview, I don't think. No, no, <laughs> no. But just a dick. Um, and you're going to come across those people. Right? Yeah. There's just there's dicks everywhere. Um, 50% of the population technically have one. Um, anyhow, <laughs> no, moving on. Um, my stoic thought for the week. So this one's a Plato. Relatively huh? new speaking in the terms of Stoics, Plato being one of the younger Stoics out there, um, still ancient Greece times, but young, comparatively speaking, to the likes of you know, Marcus Aurelius and Socrates and whatnot. Um, so the Stoic quote for the week is, for a man to conquer himself... Hang on, let me read that again. Okay, yeah, no, I was reading it right. Let's start again. For a man to conquer himself is the first and noblest of all victories. So, um, take a take a a soldier as a really good example. For a soldier to be good in battle, they have to be disciplined, self-disciplined. They have to be self-motivated. They they can't be. Those things cannot come from external forces or external, you know, influences. The fact that they are motivated and the fact that they are disciplined, that needs to be ingrained in themselves because in battle whilst you might be have, you know, thousands of people on your side in a big massive battlefield, most of the time you're moving by yourself towards bullets. So they have to be self disciplined and self motivated. And that's the self conquering part. Um you know, if you don't, if as an individual, you can't motivate and, you know, you know, discipline yourself and get the best out of yourself, then you're not going to get any other victories, not going to get any other wins. And that really doesn't matter what it is. Um, and it's incredibly relevant for me, you know, even even just myself. Uh, at the moment, with, with current workload and all that type of stuff, I struggle to get any time to work on my fitness. Yeah. Now, part of that's a self-discipline thing. Part of that is I wake up at five o'clock in the morning and go, I can't be asked to go and exercise. Um, you know, but when I was doing that, when I was doing 75 hard, I think uh, last year, year before, um, I was up at like 4.30 and going yeah. for a walk. Because at that point in time, I was self-disciplined. I was organized and I was motivated. It comes and goes, as it does for anyone. Motivation, self-discipline comes and goes, and at the moment I'm lacking on it, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm 
comfortable enough to admit that I'm lacking on the motivation. Um, there's many reasons why. They're all reasons. Um, none of them are necessarily the reason that stops me. The reason that stops me is me. Um, so, you know, at some point, I need to get myself properly motivated and back into doing fitness. You should listen to uh, The Rock's rap. That will get you really motivated. Yeah, I, I listen. I have I have a, a playlist that I listen to um, when I'm exercising. Can you yeah, put The Rock's rap on there. Best off. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I might put it on there. Um, i got a fair few songs, actually. i got, like, some Zuby on there and everything. Does The Rock sing on there? <laughs> no. Zuby's good to actually listen to. I do like him. Yeah. He's been on some podcasts as well. He's been on like Order on Order of Man. Can we get him on now? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I can ask him. Yeah. I'll send him a message. Um, I'll say, I gave you a shout out in our podcast, number 11. <laughs> we need to come on our podcast. Um, but I listen to some of his music. Um, I also listen to some of his podcasts and stuff and some of the interviews he does. He does. Um, it's just very insightful. He's very sort of, I guess, very stoic based and very very smart and intelligent and astute and he's a, he's a rapper he's a British rapper yeah um so yeah oh yeah 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 I've I follow him on Instagram I know him yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. so I've got a couple of his songs I think I've got an NF song on there yeah, and it. I was listening to it today mowing the lawn because that's primarily where I listen to it <laughs> um no that's not it that's what I listen to when I'm playing the drums I have a million playlists not all of them are good. There we go. Uh, it's called Get Shit Done. Yeah. That's the name of my playlist. Uh, it's got some Chemical Brothers on it. A few Chemical Brothers on it. Um, bit of Fat flat, flat Boy Slim. The Prodigy. More Chemical Brothers. Jesus. Half this Chemical Brothers. Um, bit of Rage Against the Machine. Some Eminem. Some Run DMC. Um, yeah. Bit of Cypress Hill. Yeah. Got a bit of a mix on it. It's pretty good to rack out the exercise, but I've got to be exercising. And that's that comes down to my ability to conquer myself. Um and you know, and take steps to getting back into exercising and fitness. Yeah. because um, I'm not at all happy with my level of fitness nor physique. Yeah. Um it's just r- ridiculous compared to what it has been even quite recently. So I need to get back into it. Um, and that quote is, is probably more for me than anyone else, um, which makes sense because when I when I was writing to my blog, that's most of the words were to me, not to anyone else. So that's normally how I talk. Yeah. Um, so that's, uh, that's it. That's Everything all I nice. had on the papers. Yeah. Anything you needed, wanted to talk about? Um. I've been getting some recommendations from friends about things to talk about, uh-huh. other than cars, which is hard for me to do. All right. Well, we'll try. We'll try something, but it better be worthwhile. I'm talking I about. I don't remember any though. I'm not talking about ty- dyeing your hair blonde or anything like that. <laughs> Proper topics. Can't I, I can't remember what the what they said. Um, let me think. Um, someone who want to talk about gaming or something. Um, I don't know. Well, I don't know if this is what I said, but one of my friends does. Graffiti and not just like putting his tag everywhere and stuff. He does actual art. He's mm-hmm. got like this sort of name for his graffiti and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you? What's your opinion on graffiti and not talking about like you know just tagging his things randomly everywhere? Mm. Like actual sort of art, you know, like like actual street art. Yeah. Type stuff. 
Well, I, I like it. I like it. I like it. It, it. You know, it. It for a long time it had a real bad stigma because the only place you really did street art was just to destroy someone's wall. Yeah. Um, but after living in Melbourne and seeing some of the street art, especially going into the city on the train, you probably don't remember some of the street art that was on the back of some of the industrial buildings, but um, there's some street art that's fantastic. And around Brisbane here, that sort of manifested itself now into, you know, like um, full paintings on the sides of buildings and stuff like that, mural painting and stuff like that. So like restaurants and I don't know, cafes or something might have, you know, that type mm. of thing on one of the walls. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, the, the Brisbane Street Art Festival um, in the um, Albert Street uh, or walkthrough area that, that where I go through for work, it had a whole stack load of street art stuff up on there. And that was a big variety of um, of styles of, of, you know, street art. So I, I don't mind it. Um, there's some value in street art because people are now sort of paying like for good street art people are paying to have that done up inside you know buildings and stuff like that like there's some yeah. of the breweries and stuff have got significant street art pieces of work up on the wall it looks a lot nicer than either just than just like a plain wall yeah know? yeah so there i mean there is there is benefit to it if you are if you are good at it and if you are good at it um you know you can make a reasonable living off that sort of stuff um it is hard to get good at it because you need to go and start finding things to paint on um um, but i've seen ones where people are really good at i've seen ones where people have turned like down in melbourne that dude that could turn like he just had a whole stack load of different discs shaped things and spray paint would make a whole space again image yeah with the with the spray paint so there's there is a a lot of benefit and if it's if it's good then you know you can you can get a bit from that um and and look street art is different to just straight up graffiti um you know straight up graffiti is just it's like a dog pissing on a post (laughs) is what straight when someone just tags a, a buddy a road name sign with their their shitty tag that they think says something um, that's just them pissing on a post to show they've been there, right? Dogs do the same thing. Um, when it's but when it's straight up, you know, graffiti where it's you know there's some thought into it and there is a design and it's just not a rushed five second tag on a post. That's different. Yeah. Um, and and there is, you know, there is value in that. I reckon probably uh, probably back throughout the eighties. There was a lot of places that would get, you know, the street art writing, you know, that, that big, bold graffiti-type writing yeah, done on the side of buildings or done, you know, most panel places. That's the style they had. Um, like, you look at the... There's a spray-painting uh, panel shop down Webster Road, and on the side, they've got that real sort of graffiti-looking... I don't know, it's a freaking skylight or something. Mm-hmm done up and, and sprayed onto the onto the fence um, yeah. or the building outside so there are those things um, and and if it's done good it can look really good um, a lot of people struggle with you know the 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 alignment of shapes and stuff like that and, and trying to take a 3d image and put it on a 2d thing you know a flat wall um, but if you can do it 
then and you can do it well, then go for it. Yeah. 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 I, I, like, that doesn't mean come and graffiti by the front fence, because <laughs> um, it's, it's brown brick. It won't look any good. <laughs> um, but it, you know, a lot of those skills are skills that will eventually fade away because less people are doing it. Mm. So, you know, if you can do it and do it well, then pursue it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, I was talking about uh, graffiti and street art. Yep. For, uh, if Matthew's even going to listen, but that's for Matthew. There we go. Shout out to you, Matthew. Keep spraying. Don't breathe in the fumes. Uh, he hasn't actually, I don't know if he actually has any sprays there. He just does, he's got like an art book mm-hmm. with his art and stuff. Oh, yeah. He's got all that in there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, you know, going from small to big, it's just a matter of scale. Yeah. You know, so if you can draw them. In one medium, you you can get your, get your head around drawing in another. Yeah. So, you know, and I used to draw all the time in school. I got in trouble for drawing in school. Huh. <laughs> I, I wouldn't draw in art, but I would draw in English and stuff. Yeah. And I would draw, like, I think one of my favorites I did was, like, this big cab over truck, but it was a full-on, like, um, doomsday battle truck type thing so uh, it had like cannons and guns and stuff all over it and geez. big battering ram on the front and, and stuff but I wasn't good with you know trying to make something you know 3D or you know have good perception on it mine was just the side of a truck Yeah, I could never do it just looking at from an angle to have the side and the front I could never get the, the angles right Yeah, um, so everything was either front on side on <laughs> or something like that um but yeah, I do heaps and heaps of drawing. And it's something I haven't done in a long, long time. Yeah. Is drawing to that detail. I tried just normal drawing in like a book and nah, I just never really caught on. No, nah, look, it's either something you've got or you don't. Yeah. Um, some people are good at getting that, you know, that, that image out of their brain and getting it onto paper. Others are not. Yeah. Um, I I can be, but I'm, self, I'm too self-critical. Um, so mm-hmm. I end up over-criticizing my own work and just going, ah, that it. It's shit. I don't yeah. like it. Um, which I'm sort of letting go with, with with making these lap steel guitars. I'm sort of letting go with that that self critical nature a little bit, um, but still not completely. I suppose. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, I don't have anything else. Um, it's a pretty good episode, really. Yeah. Up around the fifty minute mark. How about that? Good. All right. Well, I think really that's probably about it. I think we've done enough of the discussions. Um, We will try and keep notes. Um, If you have anything that you want to have us raise or discuss in the podcast, um, I do note that some of you now follow my Instagram, you poor souls. Um, You can send me a message on there and just say, hey, can you talk about this? Um, and we will. Yeah. So it doesn't matter what it is. Um, if you want us to talk about it, we'll talk about it. Yeah. If it's not serious and and I think that you're just trying to have a laugh, then I'm going to not be serious. So don't be offended if you think I got it wrong. Um, <laughs> if it's a serious topic, please say it's a serious topic. Otherwise, I'll take the piss out of it. <laughs> um, other than that, if you want something mentioned, go to my Instagram, leave me a message. I'll see it. We'll add it into the program for next week yeah. or whenever we get it the week after. 
Um, we'll see how that goes from there. All right. All right. Thank you very much for listening, and we will see you again next week. Thank you for listening. Bye. Goodbye.